thought is free. From the age of big brother, from the age of the dog from a dead man, greetings. is the biggest threat this country has faced for decades. We're seeing the devastating impact of this invisible killer. There will come a moment when no health service in the world could possibly cope because there won't be enough ventilators, enough intensive care beds, enough doctors and nurses. That is the moment of real danger. The new variant is out of control and we need to bring it under control and this news about the new variant has been a uh, an incredibly difficult end to, frankly, an awful year. And it's important for everybody to act, essentially act like they might have the virus. And that's the way that we can control it together. The way ahead is hard. And it is still true that many lives will sadly be lost. Our advisory group on new and emerging respiratory virus threats, NERVTAG, has spent the last few days analysing this new variant. It may be up to 70% more transmissible than the old variant, the original version of the disease. You, you might be infectious and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Assume you might be infectious, assume you might be infectious and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Today the United Kingdom's chief medical officers have advised that the country should move to alert level 5, meaning that uh, if action is not taken, NHS capacity may be overwhelmed within 21 days. And it's going to spread further and I, I must level with you level with the, the British public, um, more families, uh, many more families, are going to lose loved ones before their time. Your colleague on stage, John Edmonds, has just sent me a statement saying that as far as he's concerned, this is the worst moment of the epidemic because of the extraordinary inf infectivity of this new strain. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, this is a horrible moment, for sure. I to say, as I'm really sorry to hear about your two relatives who died from this virus. I mean, it is a very dangerous virus uh, for many people. We're looking to move to a different regime. So as we come to the fourth step, we will change the basic tools that we have used to control human behaviour.
reading that law line. I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. They are, in a group they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. It's a camera not working. Camera is not working. Why? Hmm. Let me. Is the sound working? Huh? What's going on? Sound working. Does anyone hear sound? Does anyone hear sound? No, something's gone wrong. Sound working. Yes.
Fucking sick. I hate it. This, I'm sorry. Might have to try. Uh, I'm trying folks, I'm trying. It's just, OBS isn't seeing the camera for some reason. Yeah, I might have to restart OBS. Let's try that. Um, stream might drop for a second, so I'm closing OBS. Sound is low like ham radio in a cave, yeah. <laughs> right, let's just see if this recovered in time or I've got to start a new stream. It's, I should be streaming, but motherfucker. Just bear with me, folks. I don't even know if this is streaming or not. Right now, just bear with me. Just bear with me. I've got to reload everything. And is, is sound going out? Check, check, check. Looks okay. Ah, uh, in All right, all right, let's see if that is working. Working. Yeah, it's working. All right, um, you just have to bear with me, folks. So <laughs> I don't know what happened. I um, just needed a reboot, obviously. Uh, the... So what's been going on whilst I try and re-establish uh, the stuff that I had uh, open, uh, which will take me a while. Uh, of course, I've been tangling with uh, glasses wearing, well, Tosspot, John Cullen, do that. 
It's history. Do away. It's done. All right, now we're getting there. All right. Yes, we need Discord. Ba, 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 ba. And uh, I guess it's come here. All right, well, nearly, uh, nearly there, nearly there. WTYL is good. Everything else is good. Yeah, the, uh, I guess the elasticity that's required with streaming means that sometimes if you're quick enough, um, you can reboot and uh, get back on it. But I don't, I don't know what the problem was. It literally required a reboot of the machine. So that's that I've got. Uh, the chat working is restream logged in yes 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 all good all good all good right it's a bit of a dead time to stream right now my morning was busy i had to doc had to go to uh, hospital it was a fucking waste of time didn't get to see a doctor and um <laughs> just one of those things i guess uh yes it's working now punjabi prepper and a uh I shall say a dry hint for you. Just uh, get the get the juices back up and running. So, what are we going to do today? Um, I want to, of course, get to the Fibrinoloids paper. I oh, there's some Juicetonic gems that I want to have a look at. <laughs> Just man, there's some shit tier thinking going on at the moment, man. That I'm just it's it's constant, and you know, I guess. I'm sort of sitting here having to, uh, you know, it's like that old meme, right? Where uh, <laughs> come to bed, dear. I can't. There's someone wrong on the internet, and uh, I'm seeing lots that is wrong. But you know, in such uh, perilous. Думаю, в этой связи будет уместным напомнить также и о некоторых. Sorry, Papi Putin. Um, much as I appreciate you deigning me with your presence there, um, you're you're butting into my show. This isn't uh, this isn't World War Three at the moment. Not yet, not yet. Uh, the sound is working. Good, 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 good. Um, yes. Blame Simon. Blame that bleak. All right. So why is my mic peaking so much? Uh, just the kids play with stuff, and I have to let them use my computer at the moment so um yeah what have i been i had to spend the morning at the hospital uh i've got a well i'm not gonna give all my personal details uh out over the um internet but um i think it should be a quick uh, it should just be a quick uh surgery to deal with it um let's see if, oh yeah <laughs> Discord banned uh, our Simon, uh, our tax evading bleak. He got uh, he got hoofed out of there. <laughs> he he upset the homos on some some project, OBS project maybe something like that. But um, <laughs> look, man, stand up, stand up, stand your ground. And uh, when the um, uh, don't let don't let the homos get you down when they start doing all the censorship and stuff. So, uh-oh, WTYL has frozen. Why? Why? Now I'm getting paranoid. 
that's life again. Um, all right, so let's see. Doc's getting a new fanny. Oh yeah, <laughs> all right. You know what? As I was sitting there in the hospital, um, I've watched. It's a bit like BBC. Right, I fucking hate the BBC. Have done for many, many a decade now. And just unironically, they have in their in first ever uh, womb transplant, an elder sister donates her womb to, well, it's essentially her younger brother, but they call her sister now. And oh, what a rancid, horrid world we're turning into. That's all I can say. Um, what have they done to the world, man? What have they done? Uh, let's see. They had the rainbow flag up flying high on the community discord. Yeah. Again, you know, <laughs> that to me is the equivalent of, I don't know, like waving the hammer and sickle flag or the... Um, Oh, swastika, that's what I was going to say, in like the 1930s. Um, look, you may have some good points when it comes to uh, organising the, uh, how should we say, the the means of production. Maybe, maybe. It's the mass killing that I have a problem with, and it's the mass psychosis that I'm definitely, definitely uh, having a problem with at the moment. It's spreading like uh well i don't know can't can't say viruses spread now right <laughs> if you swallow in the toilet water um uh, let's see so i think i asked the steering committee oh wait i need to pop out the chat again on uh this right that's why it's not showing up boom that should now fix Rumble Chat. Is Rumble Chat working now? Rumble Chat. Yes, okay. That's that fixed. All right. Anything else I'm missing before we before we get going? No. I think I think I'm going to dive in from there. I don't have anything really really interesting to say other than, you know, I spent my morning wastefully at the at the hospital. Um, what, what, what? Um, they took my question as a threat. Why? I don't get it. It's a whole new platform that's like Twitch. Has a lot of, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, do, 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 do. Yes. Um, we'll, we'll get you back in somehow, dude. <laughs> I don't know. You need a, you need a telephone number now, right? And if you're, if you've used the one you do have, um, you might need a new number. Uh, well, we can sort that out. We can, we can, uh, what's that Robocop? Uh, at the end. Don't, don't worry, Lewis. They can, they can fix everything. Is my, is my mic too loud? Is it? it just positioned wrong yeah is that better yeah it's not peaking now all right all right let's get on with it so yeah um so i want to look at uh, of course just try and keep abreast of what's happening in europe i think that's important you know with the uh, global global war uh, imminent and uh 
the yes john cullen i've had a run-in with him i want to touch on that briefly because it's just a representative of the type of bullshit thinking that's permeating everything so the and then i think i had uh, a few other tidbits etc and i want to focus on the fibrina lloyd's article and look to where we want to go with respect to um the next scientific paper um all right, so Dr. OK says rock fumble. Um, it's working. It's working. If it's not working for you, might I suggest our streaming platform? Uh, here, I'll put the link for you. That's see, oops, that's twice. And um, there, go go to that address. Um, that is streaming. That that hasn't glitched once, as far as I can tell. Um, Cullen is a goof. Yeah, he's he's a uh, he's a prissy little faggot that just um, that the narrative he's trying to spin just falls in the face of um, essentially scientific analysis, basically. It just there's some there's some real real like I say cretinous level thinking going on at the moment as people try to rationalise what's going on right and yeah of course you we have to do this right if if someone means you harm which I think we've established over the last three and a half years that that is the case then. You know, it's incumbent upon you to be asking, well, who who wants that pound of flesh? And if if it's of uh, this plane, um, that means that it's going to be moving in a meat sack of some form. And so you need to understand which meat sacks are a threat to you and which aren't and which are essentially just drains on your resources right now so um keep that in mind all right so dr finn already put him in his place but didn't learn is that true <laughs> oh dear all right so let's uh let's swing to the main screen I'd activated the monkey Jew. <laughs> Let's hope that's off. Hey, yeah, there it is. So, um, yeah, I will. I will touch a little bit on some more juicetonic gems today, uh, with respect to just you know what what we're dealing with with respect to technologies the, that are extant at the moment, and if that's the level of analysis that you want to go to for the biological domain then i can't i can't help you uh myself so the um and of course the <laughs> it would be much of the nonsense would be coming from uh weed psychosis giga spiral brain uh the bonus butthole bitches there thank you to good doggy for that so um All right, so uh, moving on from there, what did I have this? Oh, yeah, just as uh, Gigaspiral, uh, I caught this yesterday. Um, 
who is trying to read up, trying to, they can't, they can't work out how people could have um, extensive biology in the lead up to the pandemic. And, you know, it comes from my clinical neuroscience career. I spent a lot, a lot of time in the clinic. And so doing that is different to the more... Oh, how should we say, lab-focused um, research programs. And, you know, I remember when I was doing my PhD, the, um, the surgeon, uh, Yves Ajid, his name was, uh, he was, uh, he was, uh, wait for it. The Jew! Um, the, um, he said, you know, if, if you spend time going to the clinic, right? You're, you're in a neuroscience department that's linked to a hospital. It's important for you to be able to transfer between what a model system, which in my case was a monkey, and what's happening in humans. And, you know, the your model in a monkey must recapitulate as much as is possible because they're so valuable a model you can't just burn through monkeys like you can uh, rodents or uh, cell lines etc etc and so i i took him up on that advice and so i spent a lot of time around um clinicians and um and more more sort of lab-based scientists as well. But because, you know, when I started my PhD, I was, I, I focused on um, the, well, no, it was movement disorders. And then it was to, back then we didn't have, this is, this is how much we've moved on just in my lifetime. When I started my PhD, there was still debate about whether the more, how should we say, functional neurological disorders, where they can't really see anything that's wrong with the current state of the art with respect to imaging, let's say, on, on the brain, right? And you, you can, there's various ways of probing, of course, but like EEG, MRI, but you might not, you might not see anything that's abnormal to your eye, um, but the organism itself is displaying behaviors that is abnormal in the uh, the environment and context in which they're acting and you know we that there's neuroscience in my mind should be very much about that rather than where it's gone which is this turning the brain into a sort of computer and you know this and Look, it's not that it's not valuable. The brain can inform how we design next-gen computing. Of this, I'm sure. But the brain isn't a computer as we understand it. Well, you know, I guess you could argue there's this sort of inform informatics paradigm which everything is just information, basically, and that's what the brain is. It's just a... Um, highly evolved information processor and integrator and activator and the um, so I 
I spent a lot, a lot of time just seeing all the various manifestations of these illnesses. And, you know, sometimes you could account for them. You know, there may have been infection, etc. But sometimes, you know, there was nothing in the medical history that we could really, really account for. And, you know, this is this is where you sort of stray into things like um, idiopathic Parkinson's. Right or neurodegenerative disorders, right? We that that means we just don't know how they emerged, but we can see a corollary now in your brain tissue that says there's a disease process going on. And you know, I can I can remember going back then. Just there was a whole bunch of effort just being poured into being able to identify the earliest earliest signs of Parkinson's in the prodromal phase you know just losses of um well cognitive flexibility that type of thing and you know simon sent me an interesting story this morning actually just uh that tax evading blick is useful sometimes and the um they've got this ocular imaging now that can go down to a thousandth of a millimeter when looking at the retina and, and, you know, I've said this before and I'll say it again, the axiom is from medicine. If you want a window into the brain, look in the eye. And usually there's, um, if, you've, if you're developing conditions that are, are problematic, especially if they're vascular related, um, you could theoretically pick them up in the eye and this um, technology that's emerged now can pick up Parkinson's seven years on average prior to our current best attempts and that's because it's got this such fine-grained resolution of of the vasculature and not just the vasculature but the um, the nerve fibers etc so um this is it's a strange and interesting um age that we're getting into but it's it's funny you know we're we're still sort of dealing with uh, this uh, superstitious type of thinking which um would presume that well you know why why would kui be trying to read all all my work because they've got it into their heads that they think that I'm part of some cabal with uh, Rixie and the silver merchant that was there um, I don't know uh, I, I wish I wish I had the foresight to make money on the fucking pandemic I haven't made anything well no that's not true I've made a living I guess survived but um, I, I weren't in quant trading land, put put it that way. But some of us did have the requisite biological knowledge to see what was going on. And I, I was one of the few, perhaps, well, I know of one other lab who was doing the type of experiments that I was. And none, none of them have published anything in that domain in years. I've seen a rodent paper in the last year basically saying that they could recapitulate some of what we did in primate for vocal tics. And 
maybe, maybe. Um, but a rodent is not a human, and we we should um, we need monkeys. If you don't have monkeys, they'll test well. They're already testing on you. We've we've established that much as well. All right, all right. So let's move on. If you wandered in here, wondering who I am, I've got to do the housekeeping. Uh, that's me, Dr. Kevin McCann. Like I say, I'm a real scientist with real metrics and shit. Uh, systems neuroscientist and that. And if you want to um, keep a tabs of where I am on social media, etc., um, you can go to McCannDojo.com and that's where you'll find uh, links where I can be reached, I guess. Uh, Twitter... And Discord is the main one where I hang about. Of course, most important thing, uh, there's an option to use your usury cards or PayPal accounts to help support the doc as we uh, try and pick our way through the science of the day and figure out what it is that they're up to. And, you know, the, <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's funny sort of looking back at the past streams that Mark is sort of throwing up and uh, like i say my my prognostications were way way too low with respect to how far things have spun in three years and that to me tells me that what we're seeing is not uh well, i don't want to say organic I, you know there's this question of how much is the sort of nature of universe and is are these sort of inevitabilities and history sort of repeats itself etc all that type of uh malarkey and you know this i'm sure we've been through you know is is existence cyclical i guess would be the simplest way of putting it and um yes i'm inclined to agree and you know i'm i don't know if i was to sort of describe my world view obviously christian informed because that's where i sort of grew up but i would um i have very much a sort of i think because i have to i have to try to think about consciousness and what it is and how it how it evolved etc and it's a constant moving dynamic thing that you could probably argue may have been here Whenever the universe um, came into existence, maybe the universe doesn't have a beginning or an end, etc. We know um, all their all their fancy falutin scientific theories with Big Bang um, have all had to be thrown out of the window um, because uh, it's not there where they look. Right, the uh, James Webb Telescope has um, confirmed that now and well you will say well oh, what about microwave background radiation um maybe that's uh, maybe that's the fibers and tendrils of the uh i don't know the living electric type plasma universe um it's a little bit outside my field but for sure for sure the with everything is co-evolving together and we've reached the point where uh, I'm afraid we can make uh, changes to organisms. Um, it's routine now, and that's one of the juicetonic gems that <laughs> I've got lined up just to have a look at. 
Um, so, yeah, that's me. And, uh, of course, uh, you can support me on Patreon, buy me coffee, uh, subscribe star, all manner of digital tulips, cryptocurrencies accepted. Uh, you can join the Discord from that link. Uh, you can be registered to be notified there if you would like. Um... Hey, wait, the live has not started yet. Is that broken? Goddamn tax evading blick. I was uh, too harsh on the blick. I got my whip hand out. Uh, do some more astronomy stuff, right? <laughs> the universe has always been here and we're living in God's brain. Maybe, maybe. Um, that makes just as much sense to me. Um, but then reincarnation makes sense to me as well when we try to understand what consciousness really is but you know it would it would be a very selfish egocentric way of viewing the world to think that you that you, what you're shaped as and your limited meat matter that's between your ears um can perceive of reality and um you know the i think it's it's through it's through children that consciousness um continues or continues its full spectrum of evolution which is why we have a expiry date all right so um that's the housekeeping out of the way what news items did i have well uh hey just just you hold your horses there well in fact um i don't have to pay any more um than that because it's hindu hindustan times that's right kevy is uh, searching the length and breadth of the internet to find the uh, latest and great but um 16 hours ago austria asked the west to get real on russia now i tried to find confirmation of this headline anywhere else um i couldn't um, whether it whether Hindustan Times was just way way ahead of the uh, ever evolving unfolding unified unified gigadimensional wankathon that is existence, um, I don't know. Um, but I haven't since I was prepping the stream, and now uh, with the hospital getting in the way, I haven't had chance to or i haven't seen any more confirmation of this but it's an interesting development that uh, there seems to be uh, pushback from europe or, or european country uh with respect to what's going on its borders um let's see viper one says indian news is actually decent um yeah yeah i i think so i think so um Let's see, why, why don't I see live chat updating? Is Rumble working? Is Rumble chat working? Oh yeah, it is, sorry. Um, I'm just blind, that's all. Um, Punjabi Prepper says, uh, Jai Hindustan, indeed. Um, <laughs> we will have a unified India. For Jabby Prepper, those uh, those usurpers up north, how dare they! <laughs> All right, uh, so um, looking at the war front, of course, Prigozhin has popped back up. Um, fucking internet news today. <laughs> it's just, it's so dumbed down, fucking moronic 
bollocks. Um, just uh, a few video clips, some dramatic m music, and basically, I don't know what this is, six minutes of, as again, footage like Hindustan Times. What, has, has people's reading slowed down to such an extent that just... And basically, it's just repeat of the same video clips again and again with... I don't know if it, it doesn't even make up a paragraph of writing, but uh, Prigozhin has turned back up in Africa. And, you know, that that tells me that the again, I don't think he's he wasn't as much in trouble as they were making out. And um, I don't know how much of the ice. My gut feeling tells me that was more troop movement type stuff etc and show for the west so um take it as it is but you know after trying to light europe on fire well good old african war uh, is uh, <laughs> that's far far easier to pull off and uh, far less under the scrutiny of uh well the rest of the world who's just uh looking uh, aghast that pff, Europe Europe should be on uh, fire again, like we didn't learn our lesson from the last war, or last world wars, I should say. Um, do I need to read that? Um, Daddy is in the building. Prigozhin resurfaces in Africa video. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I'm sure he is a daddy to someone. Um let's see setting up belarus for something big yeah i think so i think i had stories about belarus actually lined up did i uh well, let's see all my all my tabs are empty right now because it hasn't loaded them but uh i thought this was this was kind of amusing um very good interview uh, i've lost my timestamp, of course uh i can't remember where it was now about 45 46 um but uh colonel mcgregor <laughs> takes a pot shot at uh the the the, f the symbol for globo homo wog wars uh that sarah cirillo whatever the tranny the tranny that blew its hand off and now the page is uh has crashed come on uh, I thought it was funny. All right. Tucker. Thank you, News, the New York Times have told... Yes. Do hear a bit more. A bit more, I think. It's about here. This economy. What are we building? What are we producing? You know, that's what, that's what made us a great power. Between Again, um, I, like, I like the cut of McGregor's jib as it were and uh not apparently it's not a cannabis prionosis uh cup of tea uh apparently <laughs> too gay and too communist <laughs> but um i i find him a man of reason and uh yeah you have to ask yourself what what do you do what we don't make anything anymore we we sent it all offshore we allowed ourselves to be gutted by those mercantilist types you know who you know who i'm talking about so um yeah he's he's right that um 
we've left ourselves vulnerable because we don't have the industrial base that we have anymore. And um, they, they, you whites, you, you Europoids, you're too uppity with your sovereignty and uh, individual rights and responsibilities. You're not quite right for the for the brave new world they got planned for you. So they got to break you, and that means gutting you of industries. Between of 1865 and basically 1920, that's when your industrial base was created. That's when you had people like Edison and Tesla, Rockefeller, all these people. They were tough, and they were intelligent, and they were effective. The only person I see out there now who's remotely like that is Musk. Yeah. Is that true? I don't know. Um, I, I, I vacillate with respect to Elon Musk. And, of course, he is uh, one of those mercantiles that I bitch and moan about all the time. All right, so uh, I don't know if I agree with Conan McGregor about Musk, but um, I'm hoping. I'm pretty sure this is the He's spot. building something. He's creating something. When you do that, you create employment. I don't see that happening. High-tech startups? What the hell are they? What are they doing for us? A new app? <laughs> ah, touche. Touche. Uh, let's see. Shekels, the internationally expelled clown, 114. Is it 1,014? There's not 1,000. Uh, 1,014 countries, territories, and principalities so far. Uh... Well, yeah, imagine that. Imagine my shock. <laughs> On your phone? We, we've got to wake up and, and then say, oh, well, AI, AI. AI is better algorithms. Better algorithms do not replace human beings. And they don't necessarily create opportunity for people to work. This is true. This is true. And again, part of this brave new world will be that much of those middle-class jobs and the problem is is that the well you know you might get the craftsmen you might get people of high drive and competency go more into craft like trades what's the um neil stevenson book diamond age is it where he's he's talking about this it's a great book um way ahead of its time and he's talking about the future where there, where there are the new Victorians who eschew the sort of um, cybernetic icon-driven world that, that, that we're heading towards and basically try to live a more traditional type. And so they value very much stuff that's been handcrafted rather than built by automation. Um, maybe that's where the professional classes will go but lawyers um very much a lot of medicine will go by way of the algorithms i'm afraid and we you just watched algorithmic health kick in over the last three and a half years you could argue it's been like that for a long time all our endeavors are um algorithmic i was played uh what was it uh dr strangelove yesterday in the bunker and um you know if, even back then so i don't know when, when was that made in the 60s right so they've got all their computers and <laughs> they was they were starting the process of making war algorithmic and 
um, we've just applied the same processes to everything else and maybe I don't know that there are there are those who think that they can play that system uh, gentlemen yes there's no fighting in the war room great classic line um, let's see Joji says Muskie is an entrepreneur like snake oil salesman etc yeah i mean look i think he's probably smart dude and um he seems very driven um i wouldn't he's definitely you know a top performer but um the um you know it just happens to be that uh in group preference always filtering through if you want my opinion Anyway, I'm I'm gassing on and not letting. We've got to uh, think this Colonel thing McGregor. through very carefully. We haven't done that. We haven't. What about our energy sector? Oil, gas. We've killed it. We have what half, half the refineries we once had. California had something in the neighborhood of forty-three or forty-four refineries. They're down to twenty-three. You know how long before suddenly we're in another energy crisis and we need to rapidly refine fuel. Can we do it? Well, the answer is it's going to be tough. It, it applies, the same thing applies to Raytheon. We want 200 missiles and we want them now. Well, we have no surge capacity. There's no excess capacity built into anything. What are we going to do with this scientific? Yeah, because um, just on time, algorithmic type approaches made it such that um, we didn't, we didn't keep things. We we changed radically how how we used to do stuff. So, and yeah, they've they've found out that that actually creates a, a strategic weakness. We'll see how things evolve. It'll make for an interesting couple of decades, I'm sure. Uh, let's see. Hibernian Blankawog says they have shut down half of the U.S. East Coast refineries since 2008. Um, yes, the we're frozen. Oh God! Um, looks looks okay to me. Is it working? Uh, can people give me a test? It looks okay. Um, oh, so I don't know, I don't know what else to tell you. Um, but it looks fine. Uh, so the um. McGregor is frozen right now. <laughs> industrial base. But yes, we, we should be very, very careful about denuding our um, ability to act as sovereign nations, um, selling it, selling away the family silver, as it were, like has been done for the... Um, for what? For mass, mass migration and globo homo. <laughs> I'd rather have some shipbuilding and mining and, you know, get, get back to a more traditional age. What about our agricultural sector? What are we doing for that? What do we do? What do we, I mean, high-end manufacturing is dead. We need to repatriate lots of industries. That's what President Trump talked about. We absolutely need to do that. People say, well, we want free trade. Well, I'm 100% for free trade as long as it doesn't kill us. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, who wants all that free trade, open borders? Mm -hmm. I say, um, I, he talks my language, and maybe it's just a generational thing. I don't know. 
But if it kills us, then I'm for protection. You know, I think we need to understand how we got where we are today. I, I don't see anybody talking about that. And I think Americans are beginning to turn these people off. You know, Democrats, Republicans, it's the uniparty. Who are we kidding? What are they doing for us? The swamp gets bigger and richer. The rest of the... Yeah, um, I agree. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm about the right spot. I remember country gets this poorer. bit. I don't see any, any good outcome right now from any of these candidates. Perhaps I'm too harsh, but that's the way I feel. Uh, ah, bravo, bravo, McGregor. Um, Last question, and it's more a piece of tape that I want to get you to respond to, but it, I think it's come to a lot of people's attention. This is just so perfect that um, one of these spokesmen for the Ukrainian military is an American guy, leftist, dressed up like a woman, um, who's now wearing a Ukrainian army uniform and talking about killing Putin. Watch this. If you look... <laughs> what the fuck, man? Just, just instantly, instantly, my eyes just go, that's, that's a fucking dude wearing fake tits. You can see it fucking instantly. You can't cover that. That's putting lipstick on a fucking pig. That's, that's a dude with a fucking chick's haircut and some rubber titties. <laughs> wow. And this is, this is the face of the, the new world that they wanted to bring you. And I say, uh, no sorry. No to your globo homo and your zog war. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, let's see. Read the tweet. He is doxing Jackson Hinkle. Um, I don't know what that means. Look at Putin's mouth. You'll notice that blood drips from it. He's a vampire carrying out genocide against both Ukrainians and Russians alike. <laughs> oh, man. There were just so many good memes from you've been nudged about the vampire thing. I mean, I didn't really pick up on the, on this bit. There's been too much going on. Too much uh, shit for brains thinking that just gets me uh, distracted. Um, <laughs> it's mayhem. Make it box kangaroo for world peace and diversity. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Well, it can't shoot a gun. We've learned that much. <laughs> it lit I don't think she... Uh, that was deliberate um if that was her hand uh its hand i should say um she didn't want to go fight uh actual men that's that's what was happening there uh she'd rather just get drilled in the dirt box by him vlad putin bathes in the blood of innocent children and enjoys it and this is why the dictator of the russian federation must be deposed and why peace talks have to be focused on President Zelensky's 10-point peace formula and the full liberation of Ukraine. <laughs> this, is, this is what's trying to appeal to, I don't know, what the, the, working, uh, the working stiff out there who's, uh, you know, <laughs> got a wife and uh, two free kids, hopefully three kids, four, five kids to feed. 
this is this is what's supposed to reach out and inspire the men of ukraine holy fucking shit man how far have we fucking fallen yes <laughs> yes you're right Daph. not this time not this fucking time no 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 not this fucking time no fucking way no fucking way no fucking way no fucking way you made me look a right cunt made me look a right cunt all right um i've forgotten what even uh mcgregor says about this i'm um There's something so perfect about that, the convergence of every ugly anti-human trend in modern Is that a transgender life. person? <laughs> Can't tell. Maybe now I know why uh, Cannabalist thinks he's a homo. That's a guy with fake breasts yeah, yes yeah, that's interesting uh well i think everything else is fake too we estimate that at least sixty thousand children from ukraine have disappeared and vanished since this war began mm. Mm. who's rubbing their hands at that eh mm? get some childhood organs inside you live another 20 years on It says, too bad it didn't take a take. <laughs> Claim what to the Frankenbeans could have gotten that free bonus hole. Yeah, yeah. Never, never indeed, never. Um, but yes, all fake, all gay, all all subverted, fictive fucking reality. Where are they? What about all of the women that have been sold into prostitution that once lived in Ukraine? This, this war is a catastrophe. The people bathing in blood are in Kiev and Washington, not in Moscow. Uh, I'm inclined to agree uh, on this particular issue. Again, um, I don't want to come off as uh, a rah-rah, rah-rah, Rasputin, Pappy Putin uh, fanboy, but in the uh in, in the, justice being blind and all i think uh the scales for justice are very much in their favor at the moment um for what it's worth these press releases are targeted the west the troons not for ukrainian audiences oh let's see shall we and this sort of thing is is going to play well until it can't and that's the sad part. We're going to see this whole thing collapse and implode. It's coming. And with it, NATO? I would think so, because the Europeans right now, Germany is well into a recession. It has systematically deindustrialized itself by casting its lot with the anti-Russian crowd. And remember that in Europe, it was not very difficult to supply stereotypes left over from the Second World War uh, of the Soviet armed forces. The Soviet army was you know, an exercise in barbarism and savagery, mass rape, you name it. It's totally. Terrible. Uh, that's not Russia today. Russia today is a very different society, very different state. And that's been Putin's 
effort from the from day one. He's been interested in restoring Russia as an Orthodox Christian state with a true national identity and a, a strong national culture. Uh, just vote winners for Doc Kev is all I can say. Uh, let's see, Major, Major Jordan's Diaries, anyone? Uh, I'm unfamiliar with it. What's that? Another homo book? Now push on our kids? That's probably another reason why so many people want to destroy Russia, because it's the last European state that has not been flooded with foreigners and turned it... Based, 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 McGregor. ...into some sort of polyglot experiment. Uh, nice. Nice. Please, more music to my ears. Which is failing badly, by the way, because at some point, all of these unwanted people in Europe, and for that matter, here as well, I suspect, when things fall apart economically, it's going to get very hard on them. Because people are going to look around and they go through this, well, wait a minute, I'm an American. Who are you? What are you doing here? Why are you living that way? Why are you being subsidized? I'm a German. You know, you don't belong here. You need to go I'm, home. I'm getting 1400 bucks a month in retirement that I paid into my entire life, and you just show up from Congo and you're getting 2200 bucks. Well, here's another one. The president announced yesterday on one of these tweets, somebody tweets for him, obviously, that the people that have lost everything in Hawaii, thousands of them lost everything, are going to receive a one-time payment of $700. Now, I haven't been to Hawaii in a long time. I'm not even sure I've ever been there, but I know that $700 isn't going to take care of a family for very long. No. But in the meantime, hundreds of millions, billions of dollars continue to flow into this black hole called Ukraine, which I think is an exercise in fraud, deceit, and criminality, to be blunt. So when's it going to stop? When are we going to take care of Hawaii? Uh, let's go back to Ohio, where we had the derailment and the chemical spill. 4,000 human beings. Sensible policies for a sensible U.S., um, I'm all for it. Um, more, more of it, please. Like I say, um, I haven't, I haven't had a Ruski try and censor my speech or take away banking services from me yet. Um, this uh, Punjabi prepper says uh, salute for uh, Colonel McGregor. Yes, yes, you're right. Major Jordan was the officer FDR tasked with doing a technology transfer to the Soviet Union after the war. He blew the whistle. They gave them everything, including treasury plates, to print their own greenbacks. Mm, interesting. Um, 2,200 per month US dollars. I'm in. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have what, uh, I don't have any pensions. I mean, I, I presume I'll get a state pension from here. I don't even know if I'll get that because I'm not, uh, not a citizen. <laughs> I mean, they've, they've taken my taxes like, uh, everywhere. I've paid tax in so many different countries though. I just don't, I don't have any. And it was just, I don't know what it amounts to. Probably not that much in terms of payments and what have you. So I don't know. Could I go? Could I? I don't know. Maybe I should have kept those old pay slips. <laughs> I don't know.
<laughs> All right. Uh, I want to say thank you to uh, G. Thank you, thank you for the dono. You can have a. Uh, what can you have? Uh, On what this one is. Oh, just. Eh, don't want to do that. Ah, do May that. Allah awaken the people and help them to see the evil doings of Israel and the United States. Alright. Um, moving on. So, uh, yeah, I found this picture particularly um <laughs> get your leg blown off for uh zog globo homo and you can have the globo homo princess come and visit you in fucking hospital what the fuck <laughs> did they tell that dude <laughs> They probably told him it was a chick. <laughs> look at him looking at her. Oh, man, a oh man, a oh man. Come on, man. Yeah, indeed. All right. I'm going to uh, push on and uh, we can get to where uh, I can put my glasses on uh, the John Collard section. And uh, I have, of course, been uh, tangling with Colin um, on Twitter in the last few hours. And uh, it took me less than a day and a few posts. To destroy, I am the map faggy. I am John Cullen. Any grifter out there that will not debate their position is either lying to you, themselves, or both. They all break eventually. Now, um, what is Cullen saying? That there's no SARS-CoV-2, that it's all H1N1. Now, the simple retort to this is that... Um, metagenomic sequencing would identify the genes from influenza viruses they differ from sarbeco viruses the genomes are radically different etc and um i haven't seen any any evidence that would support his notion now again we could be in a situation where um can we trust the sequencing data um, not a hundred percent. Um, can we, uh, well, you know, what is, it doesn't, it's either way, right? Whatever, whatever little, um, hobby horse, etc. you want to ride in on with respect to what happened in the last three years, etc. If you've not woken up to the fact that they've pulled the trigger they've initiated all these events hoping to get away with god knows what and uh, all the loot whilst they shuttled you into your get back in your pod licks pill back in your kill box um you you need to you need to wake up pretty 
damn sharpish, I would say. And, you know, he he acted all the big and didn't he? Thinking uh, he was going to, um, he was he was like, <laughs> debate me, debate me. And uh, and out to Rixie as well. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll debate you. Um, any time, any place. And then what he tries to do is just throw um, his the graphs and projections and say, look, there was flu. There was flu before the emergence of SARS-CoV-2. And, you know, right now, my advice would be that we have to tread very, very carefully through the scientific literature. Um, and I'm 99% confident that were there influenza genes in SARS or influenza epitopes it would have been sequenced and would have been identified uh, as coming from influenza type viruses and it's as far as I can tell it's not there and so he may as well say it was fucking goblins that did the um, did all the deaths and the disruption etc it's um you've, we've got to work with with what we can actually measure and cullen is not measuring anything he's a limited iia hangout that's just um again trying to get people you know, that where you know people are inquisitive and people you know anyone sort of helping and putting effort into trying to uh, peel back the layers with respect to what happened and come forward with a theory and see if it fits the uh, the available evidence. Don't do a fucking giga spiral and just say, oh, God, it's uh, viruses. Viruses can't spread. It's, it's got to be infective clones. Um, that's it, it doesn't fit the available evidence that we have and until until there's that bit of data you've gone and done the experimental data then you it it's just pontificating i'm afraid and um gets us nowhere now i was going to spend more time on cullen but i don't think i'm going to uh, today he's actually just not worth the time it was more interesting yesterday because i thought he did want a debate but no he fucking legged it like a fucking coward right um let's see i am the maps faggy that's what i call him right um let me uh, move on. So, of course, uh, in this war, etc., um, we have to be conscious of the fact that, yeah, they may try and pull something again. Maybe maybe it's fait accompli with the biological assault, right? That That's about as maximum as they can get it with respect to mass gene transfecting and exposing people to viral peptides etc that they can achieve without blowing their cover too much spags like you and me who's prepared to sit there and pour through the evidence well we're we're not prepared to let it go um but most people literally just want to um move on and um he's uh and like i say anyone who won't debate and anyone who can't bring the receipts where are the sequences where are the epitopes okay and there are many many countries around the world doing sequencing 
who who would have found this data straight away. So, um, so you're parroting Kulak now, am I? I hope not. <laughs> All right, so uh, malignant flu may soon evolve to infect and kill humans, report says. This is, of course, avian influenza. Um, again, I'm in a mixed bag about this because, again, we don't know the immune posture, etc. We do know that we've got class switching, immune class switching, and that seems like a more devilish weapon than trying to release a new flu right you'd want to if you've got class switching you want to keep reintroducing that agent so it develops you develop tolerance or you you initiate the tolerance reaction to it not the infective reaction and thus allow viral peptides to essentially continue their reproductive cycle in a manner that's able to keep inflicting harm. Now, there was a paper put in the Discord yesterday which basically said that um, Sobeco viruses is causing acquired immune deficiency syndrome. And I, I want to take a look at that paper sometime maybe i'll do that tonight um i had a quick flick through it whilst i was in the waiting room and um it's talking about um being able to bind to cd147 via um i want to say it was the n um protein um but um it does seem that acquired immune deficiency is being spoken about now in the scientific literature and again i would presume when you're saying an acquired immune deficiency syndrome that it means that you literally your immune system is dying back and that means that you're not just dealing with the common old garden cold um Otherwise, we'd be seeing uh, we'd be seeing way way more acquired immune deficiency out there, and we don't. And so, um, but I need to. Uh, oh well, we'll read through the paper and um, see see what conclusions I come to, or we come to. But again, this stuff about bird flu, etc. Um, look, can it fuck up birds? Yeah. Um, the fact that it's jumped into minks, me. You know, it's um, the the virus is going through adaptation and I would I would presume that if it's going and working its way through animal hosts that it's, if it did jump I would be surprised if it had the lethality that exposure to direct avian influenza has H5N1, um, because it would have been going through the adaptive process to something more um, more close to human human type epitopes, and um, it's a virus is a obligate 
parasite, I guess. Pathogen. I guess there are differences between parasite and pathogen in the medical literature. So, anyway, um, I'm generally not too concerned about that. But then, of course, if you're if you're dealing with a more generalized acquired immune deficiency syndrome, maybe it would be a problem normally. And again, in a um, we have to we have to work under the um, thinking that we're in a war-like situation and who knows what manner of weapons that they will um, introduce onto the battlefield we are we are very much in a new uh, new paradigm um, so with respect to bird flu oh, let's translate to English but um, the birds die like flies uh, this from Norway um, again mm, I don't want to spend too much time on that um, now, uh, do I want to give airtime to this fucking prick? I hate him. Uh, let's see. Whistleblowers say we have a few weeks. Um, uh, Stu Peters is uh, rolling around his local Walmart and... Um, there are changes. Rollers, brand new construction at Target. What is it for? Not one, not three, not five, not even seven, but two dozen, 24 brand new drive-up terminals in a town of 16,000 people. What would be the need for that? I'll tell you the need for that because they're bringing it back. They're going to bring back draconian lockdowns. They're going to bring back the torturous mask mandate. Um, <laughs> not that I don't know if you can see it, but it's obvious to me. Um, he's got a bit of what's it called? Um, gynamastica, mastica, is that how you say it? Um, <laughs> it's not, he's not using his roids properly. <laughs> He's got some uh, little uh, little puffy nipples going on. <laughs> he is such a. But yeah, man, he's. Uh, I I don't know. Um, but we do have. Uh... Yeah, why is this all messed up? Uh. Zero Hedge uh, talking about um, mask mandates, etc. And uh, it was funny. Yeah, I wanted to play this clip. That's why it was uh, messed up. So um, I'll just let just let the uh, crazy man himself speak. Ladies and gentlemen, I got a call yesterday. An individual was in town and they wanted to meet with me that I know well. And they are a high level manager in the TSA. And I went and met with them and had a cup of coffee with them. And they said, you got to warn people. Tuesday, we got called in, the managers, and told that by the middle of September, that the new policy is being written, that this is done. They were told this is happening. 
This is not hypothetical. You will all have to wear masks again, and so will airport employees. Then, by the middle of October, they are going to say that everyone flying has to wear a mask. And in the meetings, people began to ask them, well, I mean, why is this happening? They said, well, because of the new variant in Canada and because of the WHO, they may you know, declare this. But regardless, we've been told this is going to happen. And then they were told, we expect by December a return to the full COVID protocol of 2020-2021. And I was given many more details. I wrote down notes on it. Then... I left, called the first federal connection that I was thinking of, didn't answer. Called the second, answered. Told them what I've been told, and they said, what day was that? I said, Tuesday. They said, yep, we were told yesterday, this is, yesterday was Thursday, so it was Wednesday, expect COVID protocols to begin rolling out middle of September. And I said, what else were you told? Basically that they believe this new variant super bad and that they're doing the testing and that they should just get ready for a whole new rollout of what happened before. And this was border patrol connected people I was talking to and testing at the border again in the whole shooting match. That's two federal agents that told me this yesterday. And then I went and looked at the news and there they were saying Canada's looking at new restrictions again because of the variant and so is the EU. And what did the Russians just put out three days ago? US is plotting another pandemic. Russian head of the defense ministry warns. Now, new lockdowns will starve the third world. New lockdowns will destroy small businesses. New lockdowns will take the average person that's already $5,000 in the hole and their paycheck is 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 just on time we'll put them into full bankruptcy and the children in the mask and the, the the attempt to push a new shot for the new variant and we're right back in the same hellhole we were in just oh god bless kirillov um at least he came out and said it uh he said he said what we're all thinking So did the Ching Chongs. Now, look, again, it might all be part of a... How is this? I don't think so. Um, I don't think they have that type of cross-consensus. I don't... I don't, well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I literally don't know. Again, what could happen theoretically within the operational space that we're we're dealing with again i would the most concerning aspect for me right now is not amyloids it's not neurodegeneration or anything like that 
it's this IgG4 class switching, which if that allows a high viral load to be achieved and if acquired immune deficiency is a recognized a recognized pathology from SARS then we could be looking at a lot of trouble I would say and you know already there was an enough with respect to immune dysregulation and DC sign but the the antibody class switching is the most immediate concern in the coming months. And I don't know what that means for maybe you didn't get gene transfected. But the issue that we're dealing with is that we're... If that ability to latch on to CD147 or DC sign is maintained and you're going to be around these people all the time <sighs> not sure what I make of that it, it, it doesn't paint a very p pretty picture in my mind and they knew this is again they knew all this I'm sure of it I'm sure of it and if it's the case that we see a really really bad response and again it could be because of primarily dropped on the lap of um, gene transfection um, it doesn't bear doesn't bear thinking about um, I don't know what I'd do because it has the potential to get past your your immunity and this and it's it's sitting there in the immune system as a reservoir much like it once it gets into the brain it sits there and just keeps spewing out doesn't do it a lot you know it's not the rate of replication that we see in other tissues but um it keeps keeps on going you maintain a reservoir of infection that's not good man will there be any immunity to the new strain um yeah i mean there's the barrier immunity that you have in there in the first place again i would i would be on the side of mitigate exposure and if you just go round thinking that it was all fucking theatrics in the last few years, that there weren't weapons fired, weapons that we don't fully understand the properties of, and say, <laughs> we don't know how that, what that spits out the other end. Now, am I for just locking yourself away? No, I don't, I don't think um, you should be doing that. But I would just be trying to minimize your exposure, make sure that the barrier defenses that are there, your mucosal barriers, etc., uh, can do their job. Um, but, you know, if someone coughs in your face, uh, <laughs> a huge, a huge infective dose, um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I for sure 
don't think SARS is natural in the sense of the modifications that have been done. The backbone, apart from ORF-10, seems somewhat um, sus suspect, of course. Uh, Fuck off, Gaffer says, uh, so we're saying we're all foot. I don't want to say we're all foot. I would just say, look, just be on your toes for this type of thing, like trying to be on your toes, looking at the edge cases, the um, like the acquired immune deficiencies, the emergence of opportunistic infections, and you know the the most appropriate responses as well. If you've been exposing yourself to gene transfection technologies, um, limit that because that's um, that's for sure what's causing the switch to IgG four um, class. Is this government being involved in depopulation? I don't know. Um, I don't have the. I wish I. I wish I did have the answers to that. I really do. Um, do I trust government? Never. A few years ago. Oh. And why is it? Sorry, didn't mean to do that. Um, but things ain't going back to how they were. They like I say, there's a new. It's like trying to go back to. The, 20s or 30s after the Second World War, and we might be in one of those times right now. And you know, the, we can see what the technocrats have planned out for us anyway. And I'm not sure what uh, people like us are going to be able to do in the face of that, except you know, try to try to live as um, sovereign as you can. And um, you know, you do you do have. God-given rights. They can't take those away from you. They'll try. They'll try and trick you into signing contracts. They'll try and get you with corporate and contract law. But you've got to you've got to understand when to say no, and that might become increasingly more and more um, difficult. Um, uh, Daff says, relax bros, Big Chief PowerPoint figured it all out. It was old man Fauci from the allergy lab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like I say, we didn't have the data point with respect to the IgG4 class switching till recently. Beginning of this year. And... They knew. This is Charles' point. They knew what they were doing with respect to um, those epitopes of concern, the Los Alamos database, Beck Corber, and those peptides can be problematic, especially if they get in the wrong place. Um, This IgG4 class switching, that will only affect the vaccinated and constantly boosted, suppressing immunity, Marek disease. Potentially. Potentially. But it, it may be the case that you have to, you have to be vaccinated to survive, that they've, they've, they've made it such that they've made a human Marek scenario. I don't know. I don't know. Um, um, it doesn't seem like it's going to stop right now. I wish it would. 
but it isn't. And the you, you should try and plan accordingly as well. And I'll do my best to sit here every day, as I do, trying to work through the data and point out what's fucking nonsense, like um, faggot Cullen and the uh, Giga Spiral. And... Yeah, we'll just try and work through it. And again, you know, I'm I'm dependent on many people for information feeds, and um, you know, the best way or the best strategy that I can see right now is a sort of distributed um, brain trust, as it were, that can get data points from multiple countries and compare and contrast notes. And you know, we know. That Japan was very light touch before, and so we can see if they make radical changes here, or um, it's a very highly vaxxed population. So, if we're gonna see signs of there being um, a uh, th th this, well, I, I guess it would be a combination of viral tolerance and. Um, Well, let's just like Japan's the best lab we have right now, I would say. Highly vaccinated, highly homogeneous population. And, you know, they they can for sure as shit shut the doors and um, mask and do all the compliance stuff. But I don't think that matters with this particular agent. Um, its aerosol capabilities are too too weird right now we know that it has these strong resistive properties i don't think that they're going away anytime soon um should we wear masks the i would say this again um long-term use in an enclosed space they they're useless um if you're running in and out of a supermarket and everyone's developing fucking <laughs> quiet immunity <laughs> disease. You're all getting AIDS, lick spittles. Um, I think I would want to be limiting as much exposure as possible. And so I'd want to try and remove droplet spread from the equation, I think. But that's just me. You, you do what you have to do. Uh, what is not going to stop um, the um, the trajectory that we're on with respect to the type of war that we're engaged in right now, and um, uh, like I say, I'm we don't know again how that looks like, and if if these people right, if if they were doing this as weapons research, which we know that they were, that they they would have worked out all the mechanics of it, right? It wouldn't have just been a case of slinging together some epitopes of concern and releasing it en masse or spraying it as infective clones, etc. The The whole weapon system, which includes the gene transfection, which leads to IG class switching, 
is going to lead to a highly unpredictable state. And I don't know when people realize that they've been fucked in, in that manner. I don't know what, again, it could, it could get very, um, very dicey, I would say. Um, let's see. Hibernian says, time to stuck up on coconut oil and fake vaginas. Already got all the bullets. Nice. Nice. Um, uh, let's just see. Is anyone, anyone else sending a dono? I'm running out of uh, enthusiasm here thinking about this. Um, that's the perfect timing because you go into the election year. They had the last crisis go over two and a half years. They'll bare minimum run this through the next election. It's only 14, 15 months out with mail-in ballots again. And we have all the eyewitnesses and testimony that they'd get the mail-in ballots. And in some cases, they were 99% for Joe Biden. Who believes that? U.S. Postal Service whistleblowers, USPS Poll watching witnesses. I have it all here. We'll play it next hour. We do not have to sit here and take the same criminal UN, global, WAF, New World Order regimes, second rollout. Fuck these peppers! And attempts at forced injections and travel restrictions and being told you're not essential. We don't have to lay down and die. And for the third world, but they'll lock them down again under IMF World Bank control. It is a literal death sentence. They estimate over 80 million people starved to death the last three and a half years because of the COVID restrictions. Wow. Fucking hell. <laughs> Global holodomor for all. Yippee! Um. All right. Uh, what did I have next? Um, da, 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 da. Federal government has already begun buying COVID-19 equipment and hiring consultants to enforce pandemic era safety protocols. Yeah, and the point I was uh, getting to earlier, they know this weapon in intimately. Right. And so it's well, and you know, unless it was uh, just a. a point release accident but from what i've seen doesn't this, what we're seeing doesn't jive with an accident um it's looking all very militarized and um formulaic i would say algorithmic uh let's see princess in principle i will not wear a mask or vaccinate i would rather die um yeah but you might want to think about limiting exposure in large crowds right now i don't know what mass circulating of pathogens opportunistic pathogens in at a population level at a mass level looks like with respect to pathogens that they can spread to you so it wouldn't just be covid it'd be everything else maybe we may we may you may be blessed to see leprosy come back on mass <laughs> But um, yeah, I you know, I'm I would be inclined to steer clear of um, bars, and that's just me. That's the position I'm going to take. 
It spread too fast, too quick. There had to be multiple city releases. Um, maybe. Or they just relied on the mass movement of Ching Chongs out. That may have been enough. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, like I say, you can you can spurg about all the details, but you, you're missing the bigger picture. And uh, the bigger picture is is that they are um, going all in right now. And um, yes, sweetheart, downstairs. Um, but yeah, I don't. I'm. I wouldn't dismiss a multiple release scenario etc um and i like i say i didn't who who was expecting the class switching phenomenon all right anyway let's move on oh some good news uh my friend uh roger meacock um actually well, he tried to submit a letter of concern. Um, I'm a signatory and author to the letter. And the um, we did submit to the UK veterinary authorities about the risk of these agents being put into the food chain. And um, he's, uh, he's been speaking to World Council for Health. And uh, I think he deserves, uh, he deserves some... Uh, some hurrahs from the from the audience so um so ryan cole has also said that uh you know the mrna platform itself is a ticking time bomb so i sort of did a little bit of digging and um found that there is already a vaccine called sequivity in pigs in the united states for pigs and um I was horrified to find that it isn't actually just a single end product, but it is actually a system of producing new products in eight to 12 weeks. So what happens is there's an outbreak of infection on a farm. The, the vet, presumably, or the farmer takes some swabs, sends them off to the lab. They choose a gene of interest, having sequenced the, the pathogen, and then make up an mRNA um, product which they then send back to the farmer to inject into his animals and that whole process takes eight to 12 weeks so there is absolutely no safety concern no safety testing no no analysis so i was concerned about about this and then also when i when i was in the 1990s i did i was a farmer vet and that was the time of bse um, bovine spongiform encephalopathy in the UK, which is a transmissible prionic um, disease. And obviously it created some new variant CJD cases in people. So you've got a situation where a prion disease in an animal can be transmissible to people. So I did a little bit of digging and saw a few, few videos by various different experts in sort of related fields to the mRNA technology, one with about lipid nanoparticles and another about RNA. And I also followed Dr. Kevin McCann, who's a very highly qualified neuroscientist, and he'd been talking quite a lot about prions and that there's no safe level of prions. And so he also, and uh, Dr. Richard Fleming, 
at one point said that the mRNA itself in the wrong situation can act as a prion. Hey. Um, that's uh, World Council for Health. I think that's Claire Craig's uh, organization. I think oh, she's involved with them. Uh, but uh, at Free WC. Ryan Cole has also said that, uh, you know, the. Um, that's who you want to go to. Um, yeah, cred. Doc, yeah, um, because I'm an author on that letter that was submitted. Um, I put some time in and the references and you know pointing out the amyloidogenic reaction that you get from the mrna that we, you know we do have evidence for and so the um i it's again um it's we it could be a great technology it could be a fucking disaster right now uh barreling into the uh the winter months knowing that this class switching is a major major issue um the yeah uh prions for everyone <laughs> that's what i think <laughs> that's what i think and i think there are there are people same war is a racket types that just um they're going to be uh milking everything and uh i say no you're not going to milk me all right ethical skeptics latest data what did we have here it was cancer right um what's this cancer mortality ages zero to 54 um something's not right <laughs> Jesus. What the fuck, man? You don't need a scientist to explain that graph to you. Oh, man. Man, oh, man, oh, man. What was the other figure? Uh, malignant neoplasms. So that's that. Was, the other one was deaths, right? Yeah, deaths and diagnosed malignant neoplasms. <laughs> <laughs> Cancer prions AIDS. Oh, it's all coming together nicely, eh? Next generation biological warfare. Don't worry about it, folks. It's just clones. It's all it's all fitter. It's all Scooby Doo. Nothing, uh, nothing to worry about. <laughs> um, let's see. Red Bagger says my niece, twenty four, has suspected thyroid cancer. She's a fully signed up member of the COVID cult. Tragic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can I get a scientist to explain what pull forward effect is? Uh, basically, it's what you would predict. So. Um, that's uh, not a good example um, but it's basically y you 
get a increase above normal, right? Think of it like that. And then what happens is it'll go down below the average that you would expect. And it's that that you're, t you're adjusting in to the pull forward effect, right? So you could go up and have excess deaths and then it will go down. And rather than just going back to the baseline, it'll go below. That's that's pull forward effect or vice versa. Hope I explained that. Um, all right. So where where was I? Um, what is this? Oh, some uh, juice tonic. <laughs> Uh, there was a couple of points I wanted to see. I don't know what it was. 18 minutes, maybe. Hey, Peter. Good to see you, Peter. I don't know if you guys are looking for anything specific. I don't really have anything. Oh, uh, if, there's a, if there's a hot fucking hurry out there, please feel free to go join it. Uh, my feelings will not be hurt. I have, uh, I was just going to go through some emails, actually. Um... Weaponizing ticks. Uh, slit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Weaponizing ticks. So um, here we get some uh, giga spiral wisdom bleeding through. <laughs> that in shows I'm listening to. Schools of indoctrination. The better you are, the higher you rise. Yeah. And the weaponizing ticks is... The, the longer our research goes, not just mine, but, well, at least on other channels that I, I'm really digging right now, the more he means giga spiral <laughs> more skeptical i am i think several people are of the ability to modify um you and giga spiral only well i don't know that pete ross i guess <laughs> life now you know to you know to give life capabilities that it has someday it may be possible Sort of like I, I'm a skeptic of the moon landing story. However, I I see no reason that I see many technical challenges, but I see no reason why the moon cannot be landed on by people. Uh, it's going to be a lot of work, a lot of challenges, a lot of money, and there's going to be a lot of accidents probably along the way, too. But uh, just because perhaps it hasn't been done, that doesn't mean it can't be done. And same thing with you know, this life augmentation. However, I question the ability to just say, you know, we're going to create a new type of syphilis. We're going to redesign it. With such little information actually known, I just don't think it's possible. Now, there may be ways to cross-breed things. I mean, we've done that with what plants? For yeah, um, that's that's one form of uh, gain of function, right? Where you take the genes from one one type and you mix it with another and see what you get. And we've just we've just made it even more precise by being able to take those epitopes of concerns. Yes, hello. You want to, okay. There you are. You're welcome. Uh, I've got what I was saying now. We can't manipulate organisms to put in sequences, genes, epitopes, whatever. <laughs> oh, man. What the fuck is happening in this world, man?
What the fuck is happening? Forever, right? Um, or farm animals, but to actually, you know, hand pick specific code. <laughs> Anyways, one of the possibly one of the main reasons why Lyme disease and, and tick borne. Does he not understand what a genetically modified organism is at all? I, I don't know what to say. I really don't. I mean, it's fucking hilarious. But, Jesus, man. Giga Spiral has a lot to answer for in this instance. Trust me. Genetically modified organisms are a thing. We've been doing it. For fucking ages. <laughs> man, oh man. Fruit with no seed. I don't know if there was any more uh tonic wisdom here, but... <laughs> or an illness have been so devastating is simply the... Uh, what could have simply been done, sort of like uh, crossbreeding animals or plants, if you will, is or selective breeding, is taking non-native pathogens, non-native like syphilis, and putting them into non-native ticks and just letting that chain reaction start. Uh, yeah, that is, by its very definition, gain of function. <laughs> Holy fucking shit, man. Um, little fella is getting big. Hope you're teaching him the glory of the homegrown tomato doc. Got past that passionate, glorious whop stuff down. It's what all the fighting is about. Um, ah, like my, my tinkering around the garden days are behind me, I'm afraid. It's enough, it's enough to fucking drag my ass up and look at this Cretinous fucking <laughs> garbage. People, if you were in any doubt, right, don't take it from me. Genetically modified organisms exist, okay? Uh, those uh, diseases getting into. Uh, animals in the wild, deer, mice, etc. Perhaps some of those animals can handle the activity or fight off the activity of the uh, of the new uh, invading pathogen. Ben says we actually cloned sheep thirty years ago. Yeah, it would have been thirty years ago. Yeah. That that's that uh, gig around biology for you folks. <laughs> Let's see, I'm sure Mad Cow was porting down. Yeah, I'm very very suspicious of porting down in in its emergence. Kulak says the coronavirus was not about depopulation, but instead was about collecting data from the population. Maybe 
Um, it, that's a best case scenario. That's a best case scenario right now with this class switching phenomenon that's been um, potentially put into three billion people. I mean, all we can hope is that the the shots haven't um, haven't worked. They've been doing this shit for decades. Yeah, they have. They have. And now we've we for sure as shit have the molecular tools now to do it. <laughs> I can't believe I'm having to sit through this and watch this. I really can't. And like I say, it just and it, every other bit of work he's done, it just makes me doubt any other conclusions that he brought forward. So there's that, I guess. Um. <laughs> and then it just spreads from animal to animal or so on. And then eventually people get in line. Now, it's... That I still think the door is open on the possibility that people, that, that the human being can handle Lyme disease. A perfectly healthy human without the toxins, you know, of, of a high level of fitness, etc. We may actually have the capabilities with our immune system, even if we are injected. Yeah, this is just gigaspiral bollocks. <laughs> Holy fuck, man. Um... This is a couple of slideshows short of a promotional piece for 21st century Lysenkoism. <laughs> Look, man, uh, Lysenko was um, closer to the mark than people realize. Uh, uh, let's... <laughs> Wait! It's been going on centuries, actually. Those beak doctor masks hid the you-know-who's natural beak. <laughs> oh, touche. <laughs> I don't remember what I was reading. Like, something about plague... Basically, they they'd sort of made an agreement to make a hospital, and for plague back in the fifteen hundreds, something like that, and it was so lucrative that they would um, they would capture the pustules, and dry up the pustules, and then go sprinkling the pustules around town. <laughs> they got sloppy and did it in the day. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, you paused it just before he said syphilis injection bit. Okay. Did with syphilis, as a tick can do, to fight it off. Maybe sick for a while, but maybe, maybe one of the reasons it's been so bad is because, in addition to being non-native, are we have crappier immune systems. Maybe it, maybe it's that more so than just, you know, a genetically modified. <laughs> yes, that's some 15th century Cox postulates right there. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. Pass those Tuskegee gents. How that goes with the syphilis <laughs> and injecting it. Oh no. No, no, no. <laughs> No! No, 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 Has uh, anyone sent any uh, donos? No? Hey! Oh, that, that'll keep me going. <laughs> uh, you could, you could, of course, uh, can have, uh, what can you have? Oh, uh, a Wokeling, a Wokeling getting uh, the Gaddafi treatment. Yeah, for that much you can have. Uh... If you smell now, what the rock is cooking. <laughs> uh, shake it off, Doc. PhD, let's go. Um... Look, man, I haven't had lunch or anything, and um, I am feeling it. We'll just do, we'll finish on Mark. I'm not getting to the fucking review article yet, am I? It's not so long. Yeah, I think I think I can manage. I think I can manage. All right. What was the other? E seven. Skip mark. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't need convincing. Right. But you know what? Uh, let me just go and grab some peanuts or something. I'll be back and we'll work through uh, the paper.
बोला हा तबियत साफ हो गया सालो यू हैड एनाफ You'll have to excuse me whilst I uh, chew on some peanuts. Um, can you hear me chewing? Hopefully the filters will take it out. But all right. So, uh, fibrinoloid clots, microclots, a cause of autoimmunity in long COVID and other post-infectious diseases. Now, again. What's long COVID, etc.? Is it um, is it part of an incapacitation system potentially? Um, it could be <laughs> it could be thinking of all oh, innumerable horrible ways to mess with your day. Um, so this is from uh, Douglas B. Kell and Etheresia Pretorius. I don't know how you pronounce the first name. Um, okay. So it's now well established that blood clotting protein fibrinogen can polymerize into an anomalous form of fibrin that is amyloid in character. The resultant clots and microclots entrap many other molecules, stain with fluorogenic amyloid stains, are rather resistant to fibrinolysis, can block up microcapillaries, are implicated in a variety of diseases, including long COVID, and have been referred to as fibrinoloids. A necessary corollary of this anomalous polymerization is the generation of novel epitopes in proteins that would normally be seen as self and otherwise immunologically silent. The, the precise confirmation of the resulting fibrinoloid clot, that as with prions and classical amyloid proteins, can adopt multiple stable conformations, must depend on the existing small molecules and metal ions that the fibrinogen may, uh, and in some cases is known to, have bound before polymerization. Any such novel epitopes, however, are likely to lead to the generation of autoantibodies. A convergent phenomenology, including distinct conformations and seeding of the anomalous form for the initiation and propagation, is emerging to kind of a jump there, but is emerging to link knowledge in prions, prionoids, amyloids, and now fibrinoloids. And again, this is uh, precisely the point that I've been trying to get to for the past three years. Prions is a wide-ranging area of concern right now and we did the studies a little while ago when we were looking at um 
Parkinson's and alpha synuclein, right? And you know, there's there's this view to looking at the oligomerization as a adaptive part of the innate immune system, if you like. I'm still not quite sure how much I buy that. Um, it may do. It may be there as part of the immune system, um, designed to sort of catch um, toxic epitopes, but um, it seems a very, very delicate balance and one that could be prone to catastrophic consequences should 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 they have found a way to weaponize that particular element of biology Bear with me, I'm starving. Um, Andy says, oh, nice. Um, uh, just see. Um, uh, Uh, Prince sent it, don't you? Yes, I saw that. I thought you sent one. Um, it's uh, it's it's Paul's good graces that's keeping me here, folks. <laughs> oh, reading of it's hard work reading scientific papers for an audience like this. <sighs> Starting with analysis using the electron microscope, we observed anonymous. I don't think I'm going to do a good job of reading it, to tell the truth. Anomalous structures in the fibrin networks of blood clots from individuals exhibiting inflammation arising from a variety of causes, including in a number of chronic diseases. These were originally referred to as dense matted deposits. We subsequently showed that these anomalous clots exhibited the properties of amyloids, in that they stained effectively and in the same places with stains such as fireflavin T and the commercial oligothiophene Amy Tracker, dyes known to stain amyloid forms of proteins. Because these blood microclots based on fibrin and other entrapped molecules have this amyloid character, they are now referred to as fibrinoloid microclots. Many chronic diseases that are usually considered non-communicable share a variety of observables such as inflammatory markers, iron dysregulation, hypercoagulability and hypofibrinolysis and fibrinoloid microclots along with considerable evidence that they may in fact have an infectious origin. The prevalence of fibrinoloid microclots is especially true of both acute and long COVID-19. Characteristic of amyloid proteins, including prion proteins, is that they retain the primary sequence of their normal, non-amyloid form, but adopt a very different set of secondary structures involving crossed beta sheets and hence tertiary structures. Inevitable consequence of this amyloid type of change in conformation, the details of which must also depend on the nature and concentration of small molecules and metal ions, present at the time of 
fibrinogen polymerization is oh, their writing's terrible um Am I just reading badly? An inevitable consequence of this amyloid type of change in conformation, the details of which must also depend on the nature and concentrations of small molecules and metal ions present at the time of fibrinogen polymerization, yeah, I'd missed a comma, is the generation of novel epitopes of what are otherwise normal host proteins. This might then be thought to lead equally inevitably to the generation of autoantibodies that may contribute to the symptoms associated with these diseases, and in particular to long COVID we here develop and assess the evidence for this idea. Multiple protein macroconformations and amyloidogenesis. While it is well established that proteins, including enzymes, can adopt a great many isoenergetic conformations or microstates, it has been widely assumed, following the famous protein refolding experiments of Anfinson, that the main ground macrostate adopted by a typical protein following its synthesis was also that of the thermodynamically lowest free energy. Mm, no. While this was necessarily an assumption, the total number of possible states is uncomputably high. Not anymore, it's not. It was arguably the discovery of prion proteins that showed that the assumption could demonstrably be false. Stabler conformations of the amyloid proteins, i.e. the ones of lower free energy, were indeed possible, and the usual conformation was simply one of the more kinetically accessible. Figure 1a is an illustration adapted from 62 of a thermodynamic model for the energetics of the conversion of prion protein uh, in the PRPC conformation into the Scrapey conformation. Uh, protein interactions with other ligands may result in protein misfolding and has been shown to cause amyloidogenic changes to all kinds of proteins. Figure 1b is our interpretation of the structural changes in fibrin clots plus entrapped molecules in diseases such as long COVID that exhibit them. Interactions between plasma proteins, mainly fibrinogen and inflammatory molecules in circulation, can result in a plasma protein misfolding and have been shown to cause amyloidogenic changes to fibrinogen. This is illustrated by electron micrographs of fibrin clots created by adding thrombin to platelet-poor plasma. Although we are not aware of any experimental observations of the conversion process, ab initio computer simulations are beginning to provide a valuable indication of the precise mechanisms by which it may take place. Now, I did one of those computer simulation papers a few months back, and you were, I want to say that one was um, alpha synuclein. And you basically went from this very sort of elongated molecule to stacked. It basically kind of looked like a swastika conformation. Um, it was fascinating reading, um, very uh, theoretical, but um, very, very interesting. Um, did that, did that. Um, so this is illustrated by electron micrographs of fibrin clots created by Adinfo. Yeah, I did that, right? Uh, but, 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 yeah, computers. Okay, so there's the figure. So you have the state of biologically normal prion protein. And then you've got the delta G of whatever, 36 to 38 kilocals per mole. And that's the activation energy for then for it to go down into the 
PRP SC scrapey form. Okay. As is well known, the classical prion protein normally exists in a relatively stable and benign form known as PRPC, but can adopt a substantially more stable or rogue and toxic form known as PRPSC, in which alpha helices in the PRPC form are converted into crossed beta sheets. PRPSC can be ultra-stable. Indeed, its resistance to protein proteinase K digestion is often used in its assay and essentially accounts for its heritability. It is also relatively insoluble, a fact that has until recently hampered the determination of its structures, much as with other amyloids. The chief problem caused by PRPSC arises from the fact that it can itself catalyze, seed, or template the conversion of PRPC to further molecules of the membrane-disruptive PRPSC, making the process of PRPSC production autocatalytic such that absolutely minuscule amounts of PRPSC can be toxic. Again, I think what we'll find is that there is a a spectrum with respect to the pathogenicity of prions. That's that's where I think we'll end up, and I think that's we know that already. Anyway, it's not. Um, I mean, has someone done it all in one study? No. But I would say it's probably... For those working in the field, it's kind of sort of understood. We don't... Well, no, the, the assumption right now is before they never used to be concerned about how you handled tissue that came from a Parkinson's cadaver or an Alzheimer's cadaver. Whereas if you have CJD, you have to handle that in a BSL-free laboratory. And I think there's moves now to be saying that we need to be handling any of the protein misfolding tissues the same way as we do, well maybe not BSL-free, but slightly higher restrictions, more protection. Um, let's see. Mechanisms of fibril formation in prions and classical amyloids. Uh, as illustrated in figure two, a fibril from a typical amyloidogenic protein is 7 to 12 nanometers in diameter, as templated by a single molecule of the rogue form. Soluble oligomer fibrils begin to form, and these assemble to form the insoluble rogue or amyloid, amyloid form or aggregates that are observable by atomic force microscopy or stainable by stains such as fireflavin T that are widely used to follow the process. Fibers formed by most amyloidogenic proteins in the range of 10 to 20 nanometers in diameter or lower. And, you know, you should be familiar now with the concept of the propagon, it converts, and then it causes this um, cascade. We note here that in contrast with classical prion and amyloid fibrils, the diameter of fibers in fibrinoloid microclots is generally similar to the diameter of typical healthy fibrin fibers in the range of 80 to 110 nanometers. Hmm, that's interesting. I wonder if that means why it would be more 
amenable to something like natokinase then. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, though it may be higher in Alzheimer's type dementia or lower as in stroke. Yeah, I don't know then. That scene in most inflammatory diseases is lower but necessarily involves multiple copies of the fibrinogen protein for the same length element. Multiple amyloid conformations and self-propagations. While it is recognized that amyloid proteins are much stabler than are their parent proteins, a very important feature of amyloid or prion proteins, especially from the present perspective, is that they can, in fact, adopt multiple sta stable states or conformations, sometimes referred to as polymorphisms. Mm. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Simon says, please donate people. I need uh, dollars for my voice AI generating tools. They launched foreign languages today. Oh, cool. Yeah, feed the blick. <laughs> right. In effect, the first molecule to convert in the rogue form acts as a template to guide further molecules into a conformation with which it can pack and then catalyzes further formation of the ultimately insoluble fibrils as and aggregates. This has led to so-called seed amplification, sometimes referred as quaking-induced conversion. So that's the quaking PCR that you hear being talked about. Um, in which a seed molecule in the amyloid form effectively amplifies itself, thereby allowing the detection of tiny amounts of initial protein in a rogue conformation, whether for prions or other amyloidogenic proteins, such as the alpha-synuclein involved in Parkinson's disease, or the tau aggregates that can accompany PIC disease or Alzheimer's dementia. We also note, although we do not pursue it here, the polymorphisms including amorphous and crystalline forms are also an important and likely related feature the structure and behavior of both small pharmaceutical drugs and organic but non-biological polymers and plastics. Hmm. Mm. So they're saying that and organic but non-biological polymers and plastics. Hmm. I'm not sure what they mean there. I'm tired. Sorry. Not doing a good job of this paper. Um, so that's just the cascade and it's, um, I guess, different kinetics of the amplification, etc. Um, okay. It's generally the case that they catalyze the production of their own specific conformation or aggregates. Well, yeah. This, thus, while an individual amyloidogenic protein also has a set conformation to which the host is presumably adapted and is seen as self, that amyloid forms, including in tauopathies, can adopt a variety of individual and self-propagating conformations and thus presumably display a variety of novel and different epitopes depending upon which polymorphism is produced. Mm, so that might explain why people, people are looking at neurodegeneration in this autoimmune dysregulation. 
Given that in many cases the starting and, of course, finishing protein sequences are the same, is not precisely known in general what determines which polymorphisms are produced, but realistically it can only be because the starting molecules do in fact differ from each other by first having bound something else. For prions and amyloids, the most evidence candidates for something else are small molecules and or metal ions and or anions. In a certain sense, this is little more than a recognition that allosteric interactions of small molecules with proteins, which are much more widespread than commonly recognized, can change the conformation of the latter. The further general assumption then is that the closer the sequence and or starting structure, the more likely it will self or co-polymerize. In the case of fibrinogen, we know that amyloidogenesis into a variety of clot morphologies can be catalyzed by the presence of minuscule amounts of bacterial cell wall components, such as lipopolysaccharides. Oh, those super antigen motifs, imagine that, huh? Or lipoticoic acid, or the spike protein from SARS-CoV-2, which is itself amyloidogenic. Uh, Yeah, so this diagram is just showing, um, so the fibrinogen molecule, it's basically a twist of alpha helices. Um, it gets impacted by an inflammagen, cytokine of some kind or peptide, and then that causes it to unravel and develop these B-depleted sheets, and then the B-depleted sheets will stack together. <clears throat> Prionoids, a conversion of a convergence of thinking on amyloidogenic proteins. Although in science a commonplace siloing means that parallel fields do not learn from each other as swiftly as they might, the field of prions and non-prion amyloids do seem to be converging as they come to recognize that the phenomena they study have many things in common. Note that as well as the classical amyloids, such as A-beta, synuclein, tau, and so on, involved in diseases known as amyloidosis, many other proteins can adopt amyloid forms, including lysozyme and insulin. These include multiple stable conformations of the proteins of interest that are insoluble and stainable by amyloid stains and that differ from the benign normal form. And the ability of a given rogue form to seed, however briefly, and ignoring post-translational modifications, the propagation of forms similar to itself. This has led to the more general concept of prionoids to describe this set of linked properties, as rehearsed in detail elsewhere. These are also features common to the generation of fibrinoloid microclots. We now begin to address the immunological consequences of such amyloidogenesis, starting with a brief section on autoantibodies. The classical function of immune system is to discriminate self from non-self or detect danger and to arrange to produce either innate immune responses or actual antibodies against elements, usually epitopes of protein sequence or structure that are considered foreign. In favourable cases, the offending exogenous invaders, usually microbes, are then suppressed or eliminated. However, in the case of adaptive immune response involving antibodies, usually mediated by B and T lymphocytes, an unwelcome phenomenon can occur. If the epitope possessed, or as we rehearse here, 
generated by the microbe is also shared by the host, the resultant autoantibody can also recognize this epitope and attack the host itself, causing an autoimmune disease that can share many of the characteristics of long COVID and ME-CFS. A well-worked example described in detail by Ebringer and reviewed by us elsewhere involves members of the genus Proteus, Vis mirabilis and vulgaris. These organisms are a common cause of urinary tract infections, especially in women, and can evoke substantial antibodies in patients who go on to develop rheumatoid arthritis. The relevant epitopes of Proteus are the amino acid sequence ESRRAL and IRRET. The former, e.g. in Proteus, hemolysin and urease, mimics a shared epitope E-Q-R-K-R-A-A, while the latter displays molecular mimicry with L-R-R-E-I found in collagen 11 of hyaline cartilage. There you go. Uh, the fact that these epitopes contain arginine doublets, which can be acted upon by peptidyl arginine deiminase, also provide a straightforward explanation for the early appearance of anti-citrullinated protein antibodies in patients with RA. In a similar vein, SARS-CoV-2 elicits an array of autoantibodies, albeit the mechanisms and cross-reactivities towards the host are not yet well understood. Though information is emerging in the related ME-CFS. Of particular interest is the fact that anti-ACE2 IgM is found in 27% of individuals with severe COVID-19, which can initiate complement binding and other permeability of vascular microvessel endothelium. However, our focus here is simply to suggest a particular mechanism of novel epitope creation that allowed self-sequences to become seen as non-self as they are not normally exposed and thus able to elicit antibodies. Immunological responses to prion proteins. A chief premise of this review is that anomalous folding of proteins in amyloid forms, and in particular fibrinoloids, leads to the display of novel epitopes, neoepitopes or neoantigens, that unlike their parent protein, which is seen as self, can induce autoantibodies that may also attack the normal form of the target. This has been anticipated for prion protein. We hypothesize that subtle conformational alterations of pathogenic PRPC variants could stochastically generate immunogenic neoepitopes, which in turn might elicit a protective humoral anti-PRPC immune response. Some such anti-amyloidogenic antibodies can be protective. Uh, can they? Consistent with the view that PRPSC involves neoepitope formation, Antibodies can be found that react with PRPSC and with aggregates of PRPC, but not with soluble PRPC. Hmm. A particularly interesting example is the discovery that certain antibodies can cross-react with beta amyloid and the prion protein, <laughs> implying the existence of a common element. This is certainly true for small oligomers. So, um, yeah, I guess... It makes sense that you would, you know, you're turning and folding out these protein sequences that are somewhat unique to you with respect to the amino acid. And then once the cascade is starting, 
it, that's what's causing the inflammation to to ramp up as well. Hmm. Antigenic properties of amyloid forms of protein. The existence of autoantibodies following an infection is a commonplace resulting from a molecular mimicry between the antigen and the host antigen's targets. However, whether they are initially generated by an amyloid form of their target protein is not discussed because almost all studies fail to distinguish the conformation of the target antigen. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it's a lot of work to get down to that level. This said, examples of autoantibodies that are selective for amyloid forms of amyloidogenic proteins include those for beta amyloid, lysozyme, tau, transithrin, and TSH receptor, as well as exogenous proteins such as fish beta parvalbumin. See, I knew fish was an evil food. They may also be designed and selected for. Ah. <laughs> of course, there is the, just, just that one sentence uh, should tell you a whole bunch there. Of course, there is also considerable, it's a very short sentence, but very uh, important. They may also be designed and selected for. Of course, there's considerable interest in developing exogenous therapeutic antibodies against such targets. But these latter studies are beyond the present scope of this review. Interactions between different amyloid proteins cross-seeding. That amyloidogenic proteins are typically capable of catalyzing the production of amyloid homopolymers is both well known and has been discussed above. In some cases where sequences differ, there is no cross-reactivity, i.e. there exists what amounts to a species specificity among prion proteins with regard to the PRP-SC catalyzed or templated version of the PRP-C to PRP-SC. The same can be true for antibodies against various prion forms. More generally, though, the opposite kind of pheno phenomena, promiscuity, have been found. Namely, within a given host or in vitro incubation, there can be co-propagation of the heterogeneous species, and such cross-reaction can depend on the anions present. Mm. So, I'm not thinking right now. So, I'm not giving good commentary to this paper. But the... I would I would read that as once once you're making the amyloid that it's the epitope the, the it as it becomes an antigen it's cross reactive the antibody then is going to become cross reactive with many many other proteins and tissues I think and depends on the anions present. Yeah, maybe it'll come clearer as I read. Thus, there is evidence for extensive amyloid-amyloid interactions, often referred to as cross-seeding. Yeah, so this is the this is the issue where you have, um, you can have, let's say, uh, beta amyloid, and it could, in theory, interact and cross-seed alpha synuclein, for example. So this is amyloidogenic cross-seeding. Uh, Thus, there is a... Uh, 
Thus, there is evidence for extensive amyloid-amyloid interactions, often referred to as cross-seeding, in which the amyloid form of one protein induced amyloidogenesis of a different type of protein. This can often lead to a co-aggregation. This can even occur with proteins not necessarily considered as classically amyloid, including proteins in the influenza virus. Table 1 gives some other examples. I'm not reading that. Proteomics of amyloid aggregates. Of course, at a trivial level, the production of insoluble protein aggregates in a variety of amyloid diseases, e.g. Lewy bodies in Parkinson's disease and dementia, and two, inclusion bodies during recombinant protein production is well known. Big boy, <laughs> you're behind there. Mm. Hey, Daddy? Yes, big boy. It was cool. Um, okay. I should be, yes. Well, can you wait till Daddy finishes? That is not long. It's not going to be long, half an hour. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, about Lewy bodies, dementia, inclusion bodies. Yeah, we did that. Certainly, proteomics shows that a huge variety of heterogeneous molecules can be entrapped in such aggregates. Yeah, so again, again, just saying that you find an aggregate and you're going to find different proteins and peptides, which means, so, you know, who was I? Oh, it was when... Uh, Ian Copeland was, I can't remember who it was, but it was some grad student who was convinced that prion-like activity had to be like-for-like -like protein. And we, we know that that's not the case. And I was, I was trying to explain this concept to him, but th th people don't want to believe that you can trigger this amyloidogenic type response either through the virus or through gene transfection. Uh, Our interest here lies in some of the consequences since the trapping of unfolded variants of any proteins may well lead to the generation of novel epitopes. Thus, in recent prote proteomic studies of fibrinoloids, we discovered that the clots contain various entrapped molecules. We found various clotting proteins, molecules involved in cellular functions and lipid metabolism that were both increased and reduced in microclots. Interestingly, we also found numerous immunoglobulin molecules, or fragments thereof, that were found to be increased in the long COVID sample compared with healthy samples. Consequences of cross-seeding. Um, oh, stupid. Recognizing that amyloids can adopt multiple self-polymerizing structures and that this may depend on small molecules that were bound to fibrinogen before polymerization, we here summarize what turns out to be fairly considerable evidence that such small molecule binding to fibrinogen does indeed occur. This would be consistent with the fact that typical pharmaceutical drugs are known to bind at least six separate target and off-target proteins and have significant roles in affecting protein-protein interactions. Um, Let's see. Well, there's a whole list there. 
I'm not reading, no. <laughs> Uh, pharmacological approaches to inhibiting fibrinoloid formation. Since amyloid forms of proteins are normally more stable than are their soluble forms, it follows that they must function by raising the kinetic barrier to amyloid formation, by stabilizing the native state, or by inhibiting folding intermediaries in its formations. Molecules known to inhibit various kinds of amyloid formation include L-DOPA, Mm. Okay. Um, don't go uh, swallowing loads of L-dopa, folks. You'll get movement disorders. Uh, promethazine, antipsychotic, nice. <laughs> yeah. Have some antipsychotic for your prions. Uh, cholic acid and various halo aromatic drugs. Halo aromatic drugs. Um. I mean, to me, that's basically all drugs. <laughs> but fibrinogen in its native form is thus a reasonable target to avoid fibrinoloid formation. It follows that at least some of these molecules in Table 2 might serve to stabilise the native state of fibrinogen and thereby inhibit fibrinoloid formation. Though as far as we know, no screens for antifibrinoloid formation have yet been performed. This seems to be a significant opportunity. Oh yeah, grifting for shekels. Fibrin abaloids and how the structures differ. Oh god, I'm... Oh, it's concluding remarks. <laughs> oh no, nearly there as noted above the structural biology of amyloids has lagged due to their insolubility although it is certainly known even for homopolymers and for that i would just say uh roll one no pufters no homopolymers around here please uh, the different parallel or anti-parallel cross-beta and macrostructures are formed. Because fibrinogen is itself a heteropolymer, that's the type of polymer we want. And the fibrinoloid microclots entrap a great many other proteins. The details may be difficult to establish. As also mentioned above, the fibrinoloid fibers have a substantially greater diameter than do those involved in conventional amyloidoses. However, we recognize that at least four general properties of the fibers making up the fibrinoloid clots might be expected to differ between the different forms. The size, morphologies and distribution in size of the fibrinoloid microclots themselves, the ability of the different fibrinoloids to bind different molecules, including the fluorogenic ones commonly used to detect them and where spectral differences may result. The differential sensitivity of different forms to various proteases, e.g. those caused by SARS-CoV-2, are most resilient, as is established with the differential protease sensitivities of different prion forms. 4. Spectral properties of different dyes bound to the different microclots. Since we know that both acute and long COVID can be ameliorated by suitable anticoagulants without the addition of fibrinolytics, the question arises as to whether they may be orally available fibrinolytics that could serve. Um, degradation of fibrinolids in vitro and in vivo. As also reviewed elsewhere, the enzyme natokinase, also active against spike protein and serepetase and lumbricase, have been shown to degrade fibrin clots. They would seem to have potentially useful roles, not least in removing any novel antigens appearing in fibrinoloids. Um, yeah, well... <laughs> Start eating that uh, lumbricinase. Uh, eat, eat the bugs. Eat the bugs. It's good for you. You know what has serepetase in it? Um, daikon radish. The big, big ones. 
Much of this review involves the recognition that many, indeed likely most proteins, typically fold into kinetically stable, but thermodynamically... Pff, I can't read for toffees today. Blah, 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 blah. And that under certain circumstances, they can form stabler amyloids. This is true for prions, classical amyloids, and the more recently discovered fibrinoloids in blood. It is also a hallmark of the proteins involved in energy transduction. These conformations are radically different from those of the parent protein as synthesized. Some amyloids can even then catalyze chemical reactions at significant rates. Some of the conformations are particularly stable in the sense that they tend to catalyze homopolymerization of the parent conformation. Others are more promiscuous. This leads to a recognition that many infectious diseases involve fibrinolid formation en route to autoantibodies, albeit some are elicited by biomimicry directly. Acceptance of the significance of autoantibody-driven inflammation in syndromes such as ME-CFS and long COVID also implies that there may be value in testing treatments such as monoclonal antibodies or small molecules against TNF-alpha that are known to help in other autoimmune diseases like rheumatoid arthritis. It's very likely that precisely which fibril conformations are formed depends on which small molecule and or metal ligands may have pre-browned to the amyloids. Given the combinatorial explosion contingent upon making and testing multiple variants, the general sequence and ligand-based rules are largely unknown, though the methods of synthetic biology will allow us to begin to find out. A feature of note is that modern and powerful computational folding algorithms such as AlphaFold and RosettaFold have been trained mainly or only on native conformations of amyloidogenic proteins. So at this stage, albeit they are non-deterministic, they are unable to predict the structures of amyloids. Solving this would seem to be of high importance. Yeah, yeah, they would. Our special focus is on the fibrinoloid microclots that have been shown to entrap many other molecules and that also contain a variety of autoantibodies. An important agenda item is thus to determine what these novel epitopes are and to characterize the autoantibodies that they elicit. This may also hold out the hope that whatever the autoantibody half-lives, the removal of fibrinoloid formation will lead to such autoantibody elimination. There. I'm done. Whew. It wasn't even half an hour. It was 10 minutes. Felt like half an hour. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Serepetase comes from the guts of silkworms. Daikon has other proteases, though. Thank you, Hypersleep um, uh White Lung Kung Fu says, what I miss. Um, not much. <laughs> not much. It was, uh, this stream was hard work. Um, I'm now going to go and lay down. <laughs> All right. That's me out of here, folks. I'm, uh, I'm done. Um, Okay. Uh, happy Fukushima, folks. Is that why I got the uh, Japanese Nawazakaka seven eight six <laughs> in there? Um, better a homopolymer than a degenerate copolymer. <laughs> I guess. Uh, Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see. Uh, I can't read. I'm I'm done, folks. I'm out of here. The doc is uh, doc's got to go lay down. He's he's finished for the day. 
Take care, God bless. See you in the next one. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do, I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for most taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these cappers! I will fucking kill each fucking kappa! I swear! <laughs> this is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually saying. Fuck these cappers! No fucking vaccine or MRA or ever flow through my fucking blood, blood. Never! No! I will fucking die! Fighting for my fucking bees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. All them five. I like this guy. Send tech 45,000. Let up! 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 Let up!